Hello and welcome to the Gospel Protocol Podcast. Um, we decided to try something a little different this time and do things a little less structured. We run through a few news articles and a few things we've seen online, uh, touching on security and hacking and a few other bits and pieces along the way. This is the first of two podcasts that we put together on the same evening, um, so please do enjoy. I'll hand you over to the very capable hands of Past Max to introduce the podcast. Right. Okay. So this is Gossip, Gossip Protocol. Decided to do things a little bit differently this time. Um, we have removed our previous Supreme Leader, and uh, he's been usurped by... Long look at him. Thank you. <laughs> um, by myself. I'm Max. I have the wonderful James with me. Hi, folks. I have the wonderful Lawrence with me. Hello. And I have the wonderful Ma with me. Wow, what was that handshaking? I'm very offended. Okay, it's just a, it's, it's useful for the audio podcast to have hand gestures. Figured, um, as I said, this is going to be a little less structured, a little more meandering, and start with a few little newsy bits, and we can just ramble off the road into God knows whatever else happens. Um, so we've been having a little look at the news and a few bits and pieces, and one of the things that I pulled out, and therefore I am in charge, so therefore it's going to be the first one I talk about, <laughs> is the beautiful Marriott hack, and that hack is in air quotes, uh, because I have concepts and ideas around how on earth this thing happened, um, and the new story as it is, taken directly from BBC, which says, the records of 500 million customers of the hotel group Marriott International have been involved in a data breach. Um, so the general concept of this is that there is significant portions of data that have gone wandering, um, which has been apparently open since 2014, and um, there's been any number of amounts of data pulled out, including name, address, phone number, email address, passport number, account information, date of birth, gender, arrival and departure information in beautiful little bullet points on BBC website, and then also somewhere else further down here, I believe it states, yes, it, it said in some records, including encrypted payment card information, but could not rule out the possibility that the encryption keys were also stolen. Nice. So I have my own concept about this. Anyone else got thoughts and feelings before I start diving into some conspiracy theories? <laughs> Just a quick question, because there's been a few of these in the news recently. Uh, what did they blame for this sort of the hack? Was this one of the ones that wasn't encrypted? It was encrypted poorly? Uh, or I guess in this case, someone stole the keys. Did these guys actually given a, uh, a reason? Uh, I, from what I've looked into, we haven't seen anything. Uh, I haven't personally seen anything that says what might have happened or anything like that. I believe the statement, were, well, yeah, well, the, the general concept is we're really sorry. Um, <laughs> but I believe the statement that they gave was that someone had unauthorized access. Um, it discovered that an unauthorized party had copied and encrypted information. And that's all we know, I believe, in terms of the general statement of things. So at least it's encrypted now. <laughs> uh, that's good, that's good. It's definitely going to be, um, well, you'd hope it'd be more secure going forward. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a significant amount of information over a significant period of time. My thought process is disgruntled employee, perhaps? Terrible security, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really easy to, to do as a disgruntled employee, so all I can say to, to my employees is keep me happy and uh, guarding me when the time comes. <laughs> I kid, of course, but uh, but yeah, it's easy to do. It's easy to uh, to be fast, not perfect, and uh, generate a whole bunch of holes that employees know about. Maybe difficult to find. There may be keys lying around. I mean, this stuff is hard to keep track of, right? And you 
can't be perfect at it all the time. Uh, but, but some of these have been like colossal blunders, like unencrypted databases directly connected to the internet, or like using, using really you know, low iterations of really fast uh, hashing algorithms, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this, there's not much of an explanation behind this one, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to go on that much information. But wait, what you were saying is that you think someone actually, like, like these things have been pre-planned almost. Because I, whenever I imagine someone like doing something like this when leaving a company or something, if they were like, I don't know, yeah, disgruntled employee. I would have assumed that like on their last day, they just like got a hard drive and started downloading stuff. But you're saying that people might like put stuff in place during the course of their employment as like <laughs> a security. Uh, I guess it's easy to have these things lying around on a USB key that's in your pocket, you know, because it's like, get this done, we just had a problem with our servers, you've got to fix this yeah. at four o'clock. Oh, I've had this USB key attached to my key ring forever. It's got my <laughs> like production keys on it. I just had these lying around. Turns out on my last day, my boss, went on a complete <laughs> rant at me and you know what now screw those folks <laughs> uh, yeah. so that stuff happens I mean it doesn't happen all the time uh, it just seems to happen a lot even <laughs> <laughs> with the super paranoid people that with sort of the NSA uh, where you're supposed to get security clearance that you get breaches internally anyway you just you should assume that someone if you employ enough people is gonna try and yeah, quite possibly, and just to just to reference another line from the from the report, which is saying that the, this attacker has had access to the network since two thousand and fourteen. <laughs> so they've they've had access over a period of time, and, and this this is why I was leaning towards it being a disgruntled employee or someone else who's just kind of went. I wonder if that that access point is still open. I wonder if I can <laughs> yeah. still get at that thing. That time when I opened up to my IP address so I could work from home. Oh yeah. Oh god, I still can. <laughs> And then you check it back in, like a year later, like, oh no, I still can. <laughs> oh, I definitely still can, that's, that's not good. Um, and then, yeah, continuing to have access and doing whatever they did with that data. Um, but then, um, on top of that, you've got the, the, the wondrous comment, which is that the encryption keys may have also been stolen, which just sounds like someone decided to leave a copy of the, the, the keys just chilling on the same box as the database or something like that. That's how you know how to find it, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I guess like if you always put like your credit card with your phone, then you only need to lose one thing, right? It's always there, the same thing. You can't lose them separately. They're always together. Yeah. Convenient. <laughs> Convenient to lose. I, I guess one of my, my the problems I have with these stories, and it's not the story itself, it's with me, is that I, I never really follow them up. Like the, the key things from these are the learnings that come from them. When they go, well, here's the problem we have, and this is why we have it, and this is how you could not be us. Uh, so yeah, that bits I guess as a company is the interesting. How you, how you don't be these folks. Yeah. There's uh, actually a help website apparently that is supposed to give you, app oh no, it's just, oh, let's let's take a quick look at this. Let me just throw this on the screen. This is a delightfully designed website, wow. which is a large wall of text, um, which is stating a bunch of details about what actually happened during the hack apparently. Uh -huh. um, it's supposed to give you, oh no, there's frequently asked questions at the bottom. It's also got AES uh, one, Two eight, which at least is not MD five as an encryption <laughs> algorithm. Doesn't say anything about salt. Doesn't say anything about mm. interesting. No, no it's uh, yeah, it's significant wall of text. It's got some details in there, but it's uh, worrying all the same in terms of the overall uh, layout of the of the attack or hack and all these kind of things. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about is the term hack gets thrown around a lot especially in the news and things like that. And it's one of the things that kind of just like gives me a little twitch 
is that I don't see this as a circumstance where someone is hacking away at a password, trying to get in through these firewalls, like TV style kind of stuff. And this is, to me, quite often either a security hole has just been left open or someone else was given access at some point that wasn't revoked. That's what I see it as. Um, and the next one I was going to go into, which is something that sounds like something that James was referencing earlier, um, was someone leaving a beautiful endpoint open to the world for an internet access database, um, which would be the urban massage um, leak that came out um, just, I think it was just earlier this week? Yeah, one week. Um, which is urban massage, which I believe is like a gig economy kind of massage situation, which already sounds questionable to me. Um, and part of the, the story, which just comes from uh, TechCrunch, um, is about creepy clients, um, in which there was a database which was open to the world through default admin settings, which I believe is oh, Mongo. Yeah, this is old, this looks like it's old Mongo, where for quite a long time, the, the default deployment options were just like, yeah, anyone can see anything. Um, yeah, I believe that that's the same, and it's found through Shodan, if you ever looked at that thing, which is basically looks for any un unsecured endpoint or IP address on the internet and just goes, oh yeah, here's someone's toaster that you can attack, or <laughs> here's someone's like fridge that you can look at and things like that. Um, but yeah, it just left its database online without a password, which means anyone can get access to it and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> including um, people's home addresses and all this kind of stuff, um, as well as, as the title says, creepy clients, which was a separate table, I believe, which was <laughs> detailing people being blocked for, you know, being creepy during massages and things like that, which is open to the world, so everyone can learn about who's the creepiest on their street. Which is, again, where this comes back into, in my, in my thoughts, is that how much of security is just doing the due diligence, words are hard, um, and making sure you're not just leaving the easiest access in the world for things. I think it's probably selling that to the people who make decisions in your company. Uh, if everyone is scrappy little startup trying to do things as fast as possible, um, it could be quite a hard sell to go, I need to take some time to do this properly. I've certainly been in places where that's very difficult and much more difficult compared to here. And I can totally see how under a load of time pressure to ship anything that, especially if the default is hey, open to the world like old style Mongo was, I can totally see that getting done. Mm. Um, but maybe some people are willing to take those risks in that we don't care if we uh, have a data breach because in the meantime we've like got all this momentum, we'll just take that chance that no one sees it. I think the chances are increasingly small that if you leave a MongoDB endpoint open to the world that people won't get all those out of I guess you go along with the checklist of, you know, hey, make sure you can't dial this from outside this certain, you know, list of IP addresses. I imagine the checklist is fairly small to get you a reasonable amount of security, but as long as we're saying there's a whole lot of like, hey, I'm just a tech entrepreneur and I've learned how to use Mongo and a bit of JavaScript. I'm going to stick shit on Heroku and will look at me if I've got a product. And that's going to feel awesome until this happens. My question is, well, one, like, could these, like, database providers, like, be making the defaults not open? Because <laughs> that would, like, I guess, like, solve quite a lot of um, the cases, right? But at the same time, like, I wonder if, like, what the actual punishment is for these things because a lot of the times actually if making it private and secure is complex and it's going to need a bit of engineering time they might go well the fee for this is 
blank, like the penalty for this is blank, right? Uh, and the engineering time is blank. Actually, I'm just gonna go with it because even if a breach does happen, all I'll have to pay is this. And it's kind of like making that whole like fines mean that it's okay for rich people to do kind of thing, right? <laughs> so if you're a startup just working in that way, you might be, yeah, you might be tempted to not like do this knowing that it could happen. Yeah, a lot of the payments, payments or fines in this kind of circumstances are brand damage that comes down to this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you've learned that you've just thrown everyone else's passwords to the wind and things like that, then people might be a little less likely to, to help you out or to start using your product. Um, but on top of that, you're talking about the fines being relatively small on top of that. Doesn't GDPR give people a very large stick to beat people with? Is that not the general consensus for GDPR? Yeah, but then again, like you can always take that gamble, isn't it? I guess, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and I guess it, the, the, you care less as a customer. Like if a hotel loses lose your details, like oh god, they know identifies a man, and I stopped in, you know, the sh Sheridan at this time of year. They don't really care. The creepy massage. But yeah, <laughs> no, I I I dial people to come to my house and touch me service. If you find out like that information's online, you're like oh, uh, I'm gonna use a different come and touch me service. <laughs> <laughs> now so, my neighbours know I uh, do that. So James, any suggestions for come and touch me services? Uh, well, they're listed, they're listed on the <laughs> Perhaps that's another podcast. But I don't know, I feel like with these things, you say that it's like brand damage and like the reputation thing, but these things, so many of them happen that you kind of go like, who, what hotel, like in a year, what hotel was it that had their stuff leaked? Uh, I don't know, I can't remember, I don't care. Yeah, I guess it's like so, online security. It's like all big companies are stealing all my data all the time. What choice do I have? This it's just is the norm, my right? approach so, to things. So screw it. It's. I mean, you know, it's that whole like, well, like, you've got nothing to hide. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I went to a hotel. What? <laughs> That's also where I never wear clothes in a hotel. Like, like, just there's no hiding. It makes the massage. <laughs> yeah, because they like, walk in the dark. Like, Dear God, I'm in the door again. <laughs> We're learning a little bit about each other in terms of their massaging uh, plans, I guess. Not is, so much is about there, security. <laughs> <laughs> is there actually a website where you can check if you... Um... There's Have I Been Pwned, which I have no idea how you actually say oh, it. I'm not, I'm not in any way suggesting that we put my details in, but I did use Urban Massage, um, so I, I was just curious. Although I'm sure... <laughs> I'm on the creepy list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely wouldn't have been one of the... Uh... <laughs> Let's do, let's do a live one of these. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Okay, Marta, what's your what's your, what's your Okay. <laughs> mm, sure, yeah, we'll go with uh, feel free if you like. I wonder what email I registered with. There's a there's a whole bunch of different sites at the bottom of this screen, which is hamabingphone.com, which is uh, talking about Why am I doing the this? largest breaches and things like that. Um, for various things, it's pieces like LinkedIn and Adobe and things like that. Nice. You found four. Four. Apollo, Dropbox, Epic Games, and Interpals. Well, there you go. Amazing. It's got actually got some good level of detail about what the hack was and things like that, which is quite nice. Yeah, how about being? I feel worse now, so... not better. This yeah. is, I was like, I don't even remember. Uh, the person behind this is actually quite interesting. It pops up on tech podcasts that I can't. Remember. Names of, but it's uh, there's quite a lot of stuff behind here that's potentially interesting to our listener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, owner of HaveIn.com, please um, get in touch. We'll have you on the podcast, <laughs> and uh, we'll maybe shill more for your website. <laughs> this is apparently what we're doing right now. Okay, so so that, that's a little touch on that in terms of 
way got did it ends up oh boy but yeah I was, I was leaning down the, the route of, uh, of hacks and all these kind of things and the beautiful beautiful um, images that you see in terms of movies and things like that and, and these over the top hacking things while <laughs> Lawrence throws his hood over his head to, uh, to play the part very very well I don't know in, in, in terms of how often do you see that in, in the public eye people saying oh I've been hacked people have hacked my Twitter account and things like that and 99% of the time it's because you put your password somewhere else that is not secure or um, you, you sign into a public place using a Twitter account and didn't sign out and all that kind of jazz. So it's, uh, it's I don't know, I get a little upset by the term hacking, but that's just me being pernickety more than anything else. What, just because like looks in the movies? That's exactly what it is. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the definition of hacking. <laughs> I type real fast and that's exactly 3D GUIs flying around <laughs> data are everywhere. Know this system. <laughs> so there's, there's another one here which is um, uh, from a website that I very terribly just misread, so I'm not going to even attempt to say it. <laughs> which is ARS Technica. Uh, um, I was wondering how you get a mangle quora. <laughs> uh, no, I got breached, but uh, yes, ARS Technica. Uh, ARS Technica. Um, talking about uh, quora being breached to steal. Password data from a 100 million users, um, which I haven't looked into at all. Um, so who put this forward? Was it? I think, so it was, think it was me. It turns out I have like five core accounts because I sign up and then never remember I've signed up. So I'm probably <laughs> five of those hundred million are probably me. Oh, does uh, core actually have any users? I thought it was basically Stack Overflow for people that don't know about Stack Overflow. That's why I'm brought to you by Stack. Overflow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the amount of shill in this. Making money in no time. <laughs> Are there any other Fog Creek software products that you'd like to recommend? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. <laughs> you can ask different kinds of questions, like what should I have for breakfast, which <laughs> um, won't, won't, won't get through Stack Overflow guidelines, that kind of stuff. So it's sounding it's closer to <laughs> it's getting closer to you who answers the yeah. Stack Overflow then. It's is like it, their baby. Is it yeah. a middle ground? Yes. Okay, right. Is dog food poisonous for humans? <laughs> That's very young. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell me you've seen that on your answers or something. <laughs> How many hours after I eat dog food should I stop throwing up? <laughs> on next week's podcast. <laughs> we find out. I mean, I was talking about making this into a game show, so, you know, let's give it a go. Okay, so uh, this seems to be giving a bit more information about uh, hashing algorithms and all this kind of stuff. Um, rather than just the fact that someone has just had access for some reason or other. Um, so Quora is at least taking responsibility. It's our responsibility to make, th make sure things like this don't happen. We fail to meet that responsibility. We recognize that in order to maintain user trust, we need to work very hard to make sure this does not happen again. Which again is a nice PRE. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Also doing the standard logging out of everyone who was ever logged in ever and make sure that they all have to redo their passwords and all that kind of stuff, which I guess is kind of baseline for these kind of things these days, where it's someone who's got access to something somewhere, we're not really sure how much people have got access to. You've all been logged out, please make a new password. In which case, everyone just takes the same password and adds a one to it. <laughs> and the most secure of movies. I guess there's an interesting uh, sort of education piece you could do for your staff on this, like send one or two people on like a course or to read some books on I guess hacking or ethical hacking and then just give them one or two days every month, every two months, every three months to take a you know borrowed laptop from work, sit outside the work works IP address, VPN, uh, security, whatever and just try and get in 
and just catalogue everything they could have fucked up for you. Yeah. Uh, and that would be just an awesome job to have, <laughs> uh, but also maybe really sad and scary for an employer and the kind of thing they'd never report the board. That's, that's true. So in this circumstance, do you get the hoodie like supplied so you can wear like the hood up while you hack into your own system, something like that? It's going to be mandatory, yeah. But yeah. Like, uh, I'm just going to use some uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fetishes we use to represent different roles, but it'd be just totally lost in everyone. So ignore that. Yes, you get the hoodie. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, but no, I mean, people do this as a job, right? The ethical hacking yeah. is a thing you bring in a company who will try and get access to your systems and things like that, and then they go through everything from like physical media and things to actually trying to hack into all these bits and pieces. One of my favorite ones, which is people leaving infected USB sticks in car parks and things like that next to a building, and someone will always pick it up and go, oh, what's, this? what's on this thing? Unplug. <laughs> oh, there's nothing on here. Oh, well, never mind. But they now have keyloggers or whatever else on your system. You're inside and you can figure out what's going on. Um, which I quite like, because like I said, it's a, like a more physical way to get into a system rather than a, I don't know. It's a physical way to get into a digital system. There we go, words. I, I always thought that like the biggest like security like you know when people say like oh I got hacked like the most common way was yeah you left like your safe password on a public machine or like it's it's I feel like it's a very small percentage of the time where it's actually like hoodie and fast typing it's a lot more like oh that asshole left their password on and their email address which is their login let me go check some websites and see yeah how far I can get or like social engineering like hey it's my kid's fourth birthday <laughs> what would your kid's birthday be okay and your email address I got also I'm into all your stuff or there's all those like oh what would your porn star name be and then it's like it's your mother's maiden name followed by the last three digits of your security code yeah. <laughs> what's the other classic ones it's um first pet's name um and like street you were born in or uh, yeah. county you were born in things like that where it's like guys <laughs> no <laughs> it turns out my porn star name is password with an at sign <laughs> <laughs> a and one two three on the end sexy yeah, the ass work. I see it now. Uh, I see what you've done. <laughs> this, is, this is the high quality podcast. We're getting in the right direction. Oh, more drink, please. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. That was part one of two uh, of a new style of Gossip Protocol podcast. We had a lot of fun putting it together, uh, and we hope you had a lot of fun listening to it. That's a sign-up from me. Uh, you can find us at uh, Gossip Protocol on SoundCloud and find us at, at TravelNice on Twitter. We finally got our grubby mitts on the actual Twitter handle, at TravelNice. Um, so you can find us there. Let us know what you think, and, and we'll see you in part two.